Hi, welcome to the Fit Mind Project. I'm your host today, Barry Ash, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Laura Ash. But we also have another special guest for us today, Diane Udell. And Diane Udell is actually going to be interviewing me and Laura today. And you probably know Diane better as Jet from the Gladiators. And Diane has asked us very kindly if we would be guests on her show, Jet Love, on the Jet Stream on YouTube. So without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to Jet or Diane to um, interview us. Have a listen. You're going to find some really interesting stuff about me and Lost today. This is Jetstream number three with Laura and Barry Ash. I'm just going to make sure that we're all lined up perfectly well. I think that's a decent enough shot. Are you happy with that, guys? Yeah, I think definitely. Brilliant. <laughs> well, you know, with, with Jet Loves, um, I, it's a platform where I teach a bit of fitness, do a bit of psychology and coaching. And one of the things I wanted to do with Jet Loves is do Jetstream, where I actually get to interview people who are working in the field of health and well-being. And in particular, my favourite subject, of course, is psychology and how the mind works, what it is, where it comes from, how we use it today. And to meet people like yourself who've actually gone and formulated a way of working with, mind, with minds and your own minds. And I want to hear all about how you've arrived at that and what is it you specifically do. Laura and Barry Ash, everybody. Welcome to Jet Loves. Hello. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourselves. Let's start with what it is you do do to, to, to tee it all off and then let's go back to how you arrived at doing what you do. Sure. What we do do? What we do do. Go on then, Barry. You go first. You want me to go first. <laughs> so just first of all, you probably know that we've got the same last name. We're a married couple because you might be thinking, what are these two doing? <laughs> um, so Barry and I, we work together on our own business called Rock Solid and we work predominantly in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. um, but we mainly work with people who need work with their inner game. Their inner game. Inner game. Like you see, everybody knows what they need to do, right? When it comes to looking after themselves, keep themselves fit and healthy. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, we just don't do it. That's and, true. You know? <laughs> Hold my hands up too. And whatever reason that is, you know, it could be a, a mental block, it could be a physical block, and we just basically help people remove those barriers. And we do that through our freedom programs, which are kind of which gives people freedom. And then we also do it through our control program as well, um, where we control practitioners, where we use remedial hypnosis with our clients. Ah, there's a secret in that bit there, remedial yeah. hypnosis. So you've got control and freedom, they're like diametrically opposed. Mm. There's that the reasoning behind it. Mm. How did you then arrive at compiling how you would work within freedom, the control modalities of, of how you work? How did you arrive at this ever in the first place? I think I've been in the fitness industry since I was about 16 and I've seen so many fads come in and people make it so complex. Macros this, calories yeah. that, hit training this, there's so much out there and people are just getting so overwhelmed with what they do. So when you get overwhelmed, you just don't do anything because you just don't know what to do. It's that overload, so, isn't it? Like too many gigabytes oh, going to too many places and then you just go oh, disarm and defunction and do exactly. nothing. Exactly. Just sit there and yeah, push pause. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we create the freedom program to make it so much easier, to give you freedom back in your life. And it's all it is, we look at your sleep, 
we look at your hydration, we look at your food, then we look at your exercise. And it's in that order. Okay. Because I believe if you haven't got your sleep properly, you haven't got the energy levels. If you haven't hydrated your body properly, then your body's not gonna function properly. If we've not fueled it, then what's the point of even exercising if we haven't got them right? Because then you'd be exercising from a resource of lack, which then can lead to dis-ease and illness and, so and, and greater problems. And also, it's harder to exercise if you're not fueled properly. Yeah. And if it's hard to do something, you're not gonna sustain it. You're not gonna keep going. Have you it? ever had a day when, you, or when you've been eating kind of a lot for a few days, because you know, on the back of, say, being poorly, and you just have that amazing energy burst. That's what I love yeah. for, for the fuel and the enjoyment, actually, of, yeah. of that. You know, you're literally taking the outside world inside yeah. of you, and everything, this beautiful thing, your body can appropriate and get from it, and you know it then, in those moments of being active. And feeling really alive with it. Yes, Excellent. So, I love, so I love the way you've actually you've 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 done that in in terms of that laying and prioritizing. Mm -hmm. How did you arrive at that? Is that for your own personal journeys? I think you're the best person to talk about this because with your bipolar and the mental health side of things, you've you know how much the exercise, the nutrition, the hydration, the sleep actually benefits you, really, doesn't it? Mm, definitely. You know, um, I was a police officer and I was medically retired because. I uh, was diagnosed with bipolar and OCD um, and they call it comorbid OCD because it was that bad um, and I'd done a lot of work on myself and I knew what good nutrition, what looking at this and understanding on a fundamental level how I ticked and exercised, I knew what it did for me because it really did help me. And I was medically retired on the 1st of June, 2nd of June, boom, we set up Rock Solid. And we just wanted to help people, you know, because we know that it's sometimes it's not just about the eating and everything and the exercise. It's also about our emotional state and our mental state as well as our physical state. And we have to combine those two or else you're kind of a bit unbalanced, you know? Absolutely. So they both come in from a, a fairly physiological perspective. And then you arrive at the world of psychology because of your diagnosis. How did you then arrive at the model of remedial hypnotherapy as a way in to working with not only your own minds but for other people as well? How how how, how come that? The hypnotism come the hypnotism come from Loz. I come in from work one day and Loz goes, Baz, 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 I'm gonna send you on a course, you're gonna become a hypnotist. And I was Great. like, right, okay. Well, well, darling. <laughs> Would you like chicken with that? It was pretty much like that. So I went on this course and I was learning to stick people's hands to tables, locking their eyes shut, and doing this sort of the stage oh, yeah, hypnotism yeah, yeah. side yes, of it. Yes, that's right, yeah. And I thought, this is really clever. Because literally, I was sticking people's hands to the table and there weren't no glue or sellotape or anything like that. It was just the power of the mind believing that that was yeah. stuck. Yeah. And I thought, we're getting stuck all the time with our lives. And the hypnotist said, with the click of the fingers, we can become unstuck. And it's the mind that unsticks our patterns of behaviour. And I was thinking, this is really clever. So I went on the actual practitioner course, and we learned actually to become remedial hypnotists through the control system. Okay, and it, it was that when you up. first met the control system within that model it of the was, course that it you. It was, yeah. So we don't. Did, okay. The hypnosis is not where we go. You in trance. We talk to the subconscious when people are awake. So they just close their eyes, and we talk directly to the subconscious. And there's no trance. There's no just sort of sleepy, sleepy or. Anything like that. But no trance induction, because often uh, yeah. you know, you know, we've spoken about on Joe Once about hypnosis where you kind of go into a kind of a relaxed or a learning state or a, a state whereby you can receive and 
and uh, appropriate the information more easily. And some people are more suggestive, aren't they, than others. Are you doing it differently? Yes, so when different. you're Describe so here's the thing, it's like we all have patterns of behaviour that we don't want and what we do is we, all, we call it the captain and the crew. So the captain is the conscious mind, knows where we need to go. I don't want to eat that cookie. But then you've got the subconscious mind which is the crew. And there's a, part, there's a crew member there that's like, exactly. And they've all got their own little agendas. Absolutely. That is so that right. That is exactly what it is. So what we would do is, we would literally talk to your subconscious while you're awake. And we do that through what we call IMRs, um, IMRs which are idiomotor responses, which are finger twitches. Say that again. It mm. is IMRs, which is idiomotor responses. Idiomotor responses. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. yeah okay. exactly. Um, through what we call finger twitches. Okay. And we speak directly to that crew member. And the great thing about the control system is that we teach our clients to do it themselves. We give them the direct communication with their subconscious so when they go away, they can simply upgrade by getting in contact with their own subconscious at any point for anything they don't like. This sounds now, amazing. I've, it is so cool. I've been privy to this. You know, I was sat on the toilet one time and a spider rang out and I'm <laughs> petrified of spiders, right? But I thought, hang on a second, I could talk to my crew member here. The Let's one that's responsible for putting you into fight, flight, right, fight, yeah. flight. Yeah, for giving me this. <laughs> and I had a chat with it. And really, you know, we all know that our behaviours are programmed from things that have happened in the past. Um, and so I just had a chat with that crew member. And I was like, hang on a second, this is pretty cool. Look at this spider. Isn't it amazing what it does? So you did a reframe within the dialogue of your conscious mind having a a dialogue with that crew member, that part yes. of you, and immediately kind of coach yourself yes. around it consciously. I yeah. get that. Yeah. And, and and anyone can do this. Anyone. Yeah. Do you, does somebody have to kind of go through, do you think, a personal crisis or come up against many barriers and challenges in their life to arrive at going, do you know, I want to be in better control of my being, myself, my mind and my body, to want to suddenly make that change that I, I would like my mind to be functioning differently or more effectively for who I am now in mm. the world, who I am now as opposed to, as you said, the programs from yesterday. Is that, does it, do you find that people arrive at it, what I'm trying to say is through a crisis? I think a lot of people, especially with the hypnosis side of things, they get to, they've been to the doctor, they've been to the psychologist, they've been to all the medical professionals and it's still bugging them and they're like, we're the last resort. I believe that hypnotists Come on in. <laughs> yes, that's it's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ghost in this. I, I find the people that come to speak, speak to us, we are their last resource. I've tried everything else and nothing's worked. Can you help me, please? Yeah. And, and that, that's where some but of them But here's the to. thing, define crisis. Because we know that the ghost is at the door. <laughs> we know that trauma is, feels the same for everybody. It's, it's real life right. working studio. It's real life. It's, real life. Studio. it's a good job we're not here with our cats. They'd be having a poo. Um, <laughs> That's another story. We, we'll, we'll we'll all, let you know later. We all know that trauma <laughs> is the same. You know, Baz, if he crashes his drone or someone gets dumped, it's the same feeling inside. Okay. Do you right. know what I mean? As if I someone's do. frightened of a spider, as someone's frightened of getting on a plane. It's the same feeling, but it's just 
demeaning. Does that make sense yeah. that so we put to it? Con contextual, but the, 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 what you're saying is that the, the feelings are there on a spectrum in all of us, regardless yeah. of the context yes. of, of, of which we're, we're, we're tuning into that mm. feeling. Yeah. And, and I guess what you're also saying is, for some of us, some feelings kind of seem trapped in a loop or they can be non-manageable or they get in the way. And, and we get to a point where it's like, I don't want this coming around again and again yeah, and again, because I want to move beyond it. There's things I want to do while I'm here that if I keep doing that, oh, I'm not going to get. So they want to be free. Ah, and get to control. control. The worst case, <laughs> case scenario is the worst case scenario, whether it's you've been attacked or whether you've been dumped. It's the worst case scenario that's happened to me. So I believe the feeling that you have is going to be the same, whether it's being attacked or whether you've been dumped. We see them on different levels in society, but if it's whatever's happened to you, it's the worst case that's happened to me, you know? So we always feel that's the baddest thing or the worst thing. I think people are afraid of various feelings, particularly intense feelings like loss, yeah. Some of the kind of law we, we call in Buddhism, there's a there's lower life, um, is it lower life levels or the lower yeah. life, uh, lower life yeah. states, uh, animality, anger, fear, um, and, and you, do you do you think people kind of take on behaviours to avoid these feelings like alcoholism and drugs and all sorts of things? Do you work with that? Would you work with people that would say, listen, I'm symptomatic, I'm using XXXMEX yes. as medication. How would you enable someone to? To, to then work with that part safely so they, you know what I mean, with less fear, how, how would you do yeah. that? So we so work, I come across it a lot in the psychotherapy. Yeah, we work a lot with emotional eating, especially within the fitness industry with what we're doing all the time. Um, we need food. Yeah. We do we need do, food. Which is kind of your four levels, which is so vital. Yes. It, we do need food, but we need to be able to use it in the right way at yeah. the end of the day. And you know, we've also worked with people who, you know, alcoholics as well with this kind of stuff. And I really think once you can understand yourself, where that comes from, what your triggers are, you're already starting to get in control. Right. It's like with my bipolar, although I don't want to obviously, you know, make a big thing of it, it's kind of the same in that you need to understand how your mind works. You need to understand your triggers because if you can understand that and you're an emotional eater, you're starting to have a bad day, you feel a bit lonely or you're feeling disappointed subconsciously, if you can understand that's that feeling, right, where am I, what am I doing? If they've done control with us, let's get in contact with that crew member, let's have a chat with them, let's find a better strategy. You know? So it's that conscious observation almost yes. of that part and having a dialogue with it rather than the, your, as you said, your, your captain entering into it, entering into it, or jumping both feet into the boat with, yeah. with, with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I see how we ran with that analogy. <laughs> as all good therapists do, enter into clients' world and run with their metaphors <laughs> and their analogies. I'm trying. <laughs> it's brilliant though with, with the cold caps and the crew because it gives people... It's great. An understanding, and it could be a ship, it could be Star Trek, whatever it is. Do you yeah, know what I mean? We've had minions, we've had people use minions the whole lot. Whatever it. works for you, go with it. Because these internal metaphors and pictures that we use are literally our internal world, our landscapes, and they're so powerful. Well, that's how the mind works. The mind works through imagination, doesn't it? Uh, imagination or emoting, that's how we can actually start changing the way we actually see the pictures of the world.
for imagination you know and emotion. There's one movie that I think is great is um, the Disney Inside Out. Yeah, Have and they've talked it? about the different, the different um, uh, emotions, the emotions yeah. and they've given them a little character. Yeah. So good. I used very early on in my practice as a psychotherapist, I really fell in love with the model of a parent, adult, child, the Eric Ber uh, Burns' work of uh, transactional analysis, mm. because it was the first time I met uh, a model that looked at how we kind of, Freud would say, you know, sorry, Dr. Freud, we. I don't feel myself today. And he says, so which self do you feel? Yeah. The cells within the self. And, it, and, and what you're saying in your model is that you, you very actively work consciously with those other parts of self. Yes. And, and I always find with that, I think of writers like J.K. Rowling or even Jane Austen and her time. How does one mind create all that creative landscape of different themes yeah. and energies of different people to characters that go on journeys, of course, it is that very place of creativity. I get so excited about it. And what, what I'm, from what I'm hearing within your model is that you really have a good, you can have a good access point to it by using that strategy of the captain and your crew. Yeah. Did, did you consciously kind of sit down on June the 2nd, as you said, the day after and go, right, let's put this model together. Or you say, right, go and do your course first, bring back your findings and let's pull something together. Or is this just something that's, organically formed for both of you That's as right. practitioners. The the curator of the control system who we learned from, he actually made all that, um, put it all together and he's taught that and we've just brought it out and we've put it into the, the fitness industry. So if people wanted to reference that, who would they yeah. be looking for? About the Tim, Box. Tim Box. Tim Box. Tim Box. BMX. As in BMX. big fish, little fish in a box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. And obviously it was one of because I've gone on many courses over the yeah. years and some you kind of mm, take or leave, shop, you know, shopping, take what you want, leave the rest. Um, but sometimes you do you come across something that just completely changes the yeah. way so you Mm. And it's I so do simple. like the sound of this simplicity. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, the way that Barry and I um, coach our guys. Um, is very open, very you're honest. Training people as as part of as your clients, but they become practitioners. Is that it? We you are. We, we work in uh, through that spectrum. We take yes. actually workshops. So we take the control system. We deliver it in a workshop, and then from there they can actually become practitioners. But that's just one side. And then we got the fitness side with the freedom programs, which is all about the health of the well-being of our body and, and looking at behaviors. And looking at behaviors with that as well. So there even. Is like, Emotions around exercise, looking at that, getting rid of those barriers, doing purging with them, you know, simple things. Describe a bit more about what uh, the purging around exercise. Uh, so, you know, we have um, part of our freedom programs, Freedom 90, which is a 90 day program which people go through. And they, we go through a series to completely change people's lives around behaviour when it comes to looking at themselves and how they see exercise and food. And you know, the first couple of weeks look at problems, let's really look at the problems, then we purge. And when we say purge, we don't mean it that. It does sound kind of, I'm just thinking, sort of like oh, sanatorium where people would yeah. <laughs> come around with a tray of pills. <laughs> but it, it's actually yeah. purge, it's a great word. I'm just being empowered for somebody yeah. who's going, I don't want this, I've identified that yeah. button, that's in the way. That's they can't they, they won't change because they're holding on to the past too much they're holding on to all the stuff so that they don't regain. like mm, yeah. yes so they say i can't do that because of x y and z so mm. let's get rid of all the stuff that we don't need in our life whether it's people or the way we think and see about people the yeah. thoughts we have about them it might be 
the old exercise gym equipment we've got sat in the corner room. Let's get rid of it and let's open up our mind so there's room for new um, thoughts and new behaviours to be able to come in. Is that a scary process for some people? It though? is. Sometimes it is. It, with secondary gain, it's something we use particularly in the coaching model of psycho psychotherapy and psychology. People do hold on to things because actually it takes that space up and if it was to be there's potential in that and Where people get scared of that because it's a shape they know at least yeah, yeah. i mean the way we kind of liken it is you know at christmas mm -hmm. when you put up a christmas tree yeah. it's amazing isn't it and then when you take it down it's empty and you're like a lamp would look nice <laughs> it's kind of the same thing it's like you've got a fresh start because how can you move forward if you're still holding on to something you know, even somebody who's got like an old pair of jeans in the cupboard, and every time they look at them, I go, oh, I'm never going to get into those. Why have you got that in the house? Why do you need that constant reminder? You know, we've worked with hoarders, everything, even emotional stuff. We've had people just literally yesterday working with that, deciding they don't want it anymore. And from them purging the physical, I said to them, well, how did you decide the physical? I just didn't want it anymore, it doesn't serve me. And I was like, excellent, yeah. that's a blueprint. How can you carry that over? Then we start to get in. And then we'll look at food emotions. Then we'll look at exercise emotions. Because people have got, you know. But we also look at the logistics behind it. So we look at food and emotions, then we look at food and logistics. Why can't you prep your food up or get your food sorted for the day rather than just going for that Mars bar and the snacks on, on the hop? rather than um, planning and preparing your food. What's stopping you from doing that? And let's put some habits in place so you can make it yeah. easier. And if we can make it simple, it's gonna be sustainable. Yes. And if it's sustainable, we're gonna enjoy it a lot more. It just sounds so easy, isn't it, the way you're talking yeah. about it. And, and I guess that comes down to something which I, I would really love to get a greater insight on how you actuate it or help people achieve it in their own worlds, from your own worlds, which is that small incremental, small, small steps, that self-care. Because we kind of brought up in a Christian society, but everybody else first, be the hero, be the martyr, you know, and you know, you don't, you know, you can't talk about yourself, but of course everything has to start with you. If you, yeah. if you don't have that in place, what can you give yeah. to others? I was always taught that we have to be selfish before we can be selfless. We have to give to ourselves before we can give to others. Because if we, you're on a plane, the plane's going down, they teach you to put the mask That's on yourself right, before yeah. you put the mask on somebody else. True, and it's yeah. the same when it comes to your health and your well-being. We need to look after this vessel first before we can actually go out and actually help anyone I guess because the word selfish is coming, it's like a slanderous thing, isn't it? And I, I remember years ago in, in my training, someone said, is it selfish or is it self-interested enough? And I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, that feels, <laughs> better to encourage yeah. somebody to think about that self-interest. And I think we're getting it a little bit more these days, aren't we, that mm -hmm. actually with this crazy output, output, the yin to the yang, yang is your yang ban, your energy going out, fantastic. The ancients knew what they were talking about. However, if you don't fill up your yin, if you don't fill up that bit with the sleep in particular, yeah. big sleep bone, <laughs> the food that then repairs and, and renourishes yep. and reboots you while you're sleeping, uh, you've got the, the, the basic foundation. Absolutely, you know, and at the end of the day, if you're not looking after yourself, you're gonna go bad. 
And do you find people lack knowledge, though, with that? Because there's so much conflict in now in the age yeah. of digital and people. There's something about you've kind of simplified yeah. this for yourselves in your own minds, but also in the model that you've now created, which yeah. is really exciting, yeah. um, to help your clients. You go out to America. Um, is this right? And to, You've just to come back from America taking the environment. How did this yeah. come around? Um, social, social media. media. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah. being yourself on social media. Because, you know, I, did, I you know, was posting a lot on social media and I was posting a lot about, you know, um, our clients and, and our experiences and this kind of thing. And a lady just who is now like my USA sister, <laughs> she just reached out to us, didn't she? She was yeah. like, I love what you guys are doing. We built up a relationship. And she said, I really want you to come and do a control workshop. Oh. And I said, right, if you can get 20 people, we'll be there. And that woman, she got those people and we went over. Yeah. 22 people. And yeah, that, started, that started this year. So your model's kind of growing. Yeah. And so where, where are you now with it? And what would you see, classic, what would the new year bring? World well, domination. My plan is to, st it is to change the world, but Think we're looking at one person, one person at a time. Change the world one person at a time. And to make people healthy, happy and free. That's, that's all I would like, for people to be happy, healthy and free. And I guess it's the, the, the you know, making isn't something you, you're basically uh, eliciting yeah. and helping someone become aware of the, their own ability yeah. to we can control only, and be free. We can only go as fast as somebody's prepared to go. Mm -hmm. But they just need to know that we're going to be there, in their corner, fighting for them, supporting them and guiding them. And when they're ready, then we'll be there for them. And that's interesting. I find that as a, as a therapist as well. It's that wonderful, unique space whereby the trust and the support that having someone in your corner that isn't necessarily a friend or a family member, because unfortunately, with our gorgeous family members and friends that we're blessed to have, there'll always be an agenda. It isn't the safest of places because that person hasn't invested in you, mm. which is a big part of them. Yeah. And that's a territory where you're not neutral anymore. Yeah. So this is why therapy is important. And more people used to say to me, why do we need all these therapists all of a sudden? I'm saying, well, it's not really. Years ago, we would have had a hairdresser that we'd probably uniquely kind of offload to in a, in a fairly abstract way. Yeah. It wouldn't have gone that much further, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, but we had more ports of call where we could be in that neutrality, I think is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. So being uh, therapists, uh, in your lives now, it, it's something that's happened over however many years. Are you kind of new to it in some way from um, your respective backgrounds? I think we've been in therapists or coaches for many, many years without even knowing about it. I've been in the fitness industry for, since I was 16, but I've met Loz when I was about 19 and when we started dating there was issues come and arise and we didn't, we thought it was us and we went to all these therapists um, when we found that Loz got bipolar. So realistically, we've worked together through the, the, the coaching and the, the therapy together through the many, many years we've been together. 18 years, you know? I've got it, if this isn't too personal, you guys oh, kind of wow. knew each other from a very early age. <laughs> oh, I sort of had a tattoo revealed to me, a rather beautiful tattoo. So and look at who this is. This is, I don't know if you can see it. Big oh, oh, there we go. 
This go. is baby Baz. <laughs> Look how cute. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we first met, when we were three and four years old. That's crazy. In a gorgeous way. It's gorgeous. We do this. And that's when Baz was a bit older. Yeah, that's oh, when he well, was a bit older. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how you're wearing your, your love for each other literally externally, but it's a beautiful representation mm. of this incredible richness that I can see yeah. that you have yeah. between you. Right at this stage, we're going to do a little quick fire uh, quiz. I'd love to know a little bit more about how people listening and watching could mm. access working with you. Who's, who, who, would be, who would it be useful to, to work with you? Mm. What sort of people listening might like, I actually really like the sound of this. Uh, would you want to kind of reach out to and say right now how they can mm. get in contact with you, make appointments? What happens yeah. there? So, look, the best way is literally just to email, email us or come and find us on one of our social media streams, which we are all over. Mm. So on um, Facebook, we're Rock Solid Health. On YouTube, we're Rock Solid for Life TV. And our email address, just send me an email, because Barry's terrible at his emails, <laughs> would be <laughs> Laura, Laura Ash at rocksolidforlife.com, with the number, number four, four, exactly. Or come and find us on our website, rocksolidforlife.com. And you'll see our, our big kind of faces on the smack. <laughs> Gorgeous faces I'd just like to do a little quick fire. Go on, Nate. That's all right. Okay, what would be your chimera? So that's half human, half animal. What would you be? Oh, I've got to be a lion. Oh, half okay. lion, half human. Half. Oh, the head of a lion. Yeah. The mane. Nam your horenge There's a Buddhist thing going on here. It's chanting Buddhism. And yeah, fantastic. I love that. Yourself? Um, I think I'd be a cheetah. Oh. But I'd have the legs so I could like run really fast. Fabulous. Bit of a superhero thing as well then, so. Chitara. Yes, Chitara, I loved her. Oh, there we go. There we go. What's your favourite mode of transport? Motorbike. Oh. Yeah. What have you got? I haven't got one. I used to, I used to race bikes. So oh, really? It's in the blood. Yeah, okay, okay. I love being on an aeroplane. Do you? Because you can look down and get perspective and see beautiful clouds and everything. Oh, that's a good one. It is lovely. <laughs> I also love the fact you're above the clouds. And I always think sometimes, you know, when people are carrying or doing a bit of depression in life, which is human and part of the process, we learn lots of places, uh, things in those places too, I, I gather. But there's always the sun out above the clouds. Yeah. And that, as a potentialist, I always love to remind people of that particular Absolutely. things have gone a little bit grey. Yeah. Okay, favourite food? Cadbury's buttons. Cadbury's buttons. <laughs> <laughs> nice view. Oh, yes. Chunky Kit Kat. Chunky Kit Kat, we're on that. You're always like, babe, give me Chunky Kit Kat. Love it. Favourite activity, exercise of choice? Uh, at the moment it's CrossFit. Okay, well, yeah. top end, you guys. Yeah. Yes, definitely. CrossFit for me. Wonderful. Uh, preferred music genre? <laughs> oh, that's a tricky one. I'd say uh, rock music. Okay. Yeah. Got a bit of rock. Yep. Um, I'm like really old fashioned 80s rock, so like Journey You've and got to see Rock of Ages. <gasps> oh, I need to watch that. Got actually. to see Rock of Someone Ages, the film for the musical, Adam and, the, and Lucas and the whole team out there touring the UK at the moment, Rock of Ages. Incredible. If you love your 80s rock, right. yeah. it's been done really, really cleverly okay, on stage. Cool. Really, really cleverly. I'm going to form a choreographer and 
and uh, Winston's choreography behind it is amazing. It's all of its time, beautifully done. Rock yeah. of Ages, like your 80s rock. I thought you were going to say 1940s. Oh, do that? you love, I do love wartime music as well. Interesting. Ray Conti's like, what are you <laughs> listening to? I'm like, I love it, a bit very Energetically, you don't know, do you? We don't know about uh, energy and the continuum of time, Mr. Brian Cox. And um, <laughs> we don't know what might through Who would you like to interview yourselves, past or present? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, present. Okay, anyone in the past? Um, Barry Sheen. Barry Sheen. Yes. yes. A proper twist of the wrist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Interesting. I think for me would be Tina Turner. Okay. Yeah. Of this time, definitely. She's lovely to interview. I've seen a few interviews with her recently. Yeah. She's obviously done her own life story in yeah. musical. The musical theatre and she's had a biography recently published as well mm. so that would be christmas to have her interesting yeah. and um yeah right there, right there. <laughs> and marilyn monroe because i feel she was under quite a lot of torment so i'd love to interview mm. her interesting you could do your do a little therapeutic work on mm. her would be amazing um have you a hobby both of you that would surprise us to know Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really enjoy plane spotting. <laughs> I have an app and it tells me which planes are going over and where they're going. I used to be a travel agent, so I find it fascinating. There's 500 people on that plane and they're all going to India. I just find it fascinating. So, yeah, Barry always takes the mic out, and then. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that too. I think as a little girl, I used to play with aeroplanes. I, I dolls, yes, of course, of course I played with dolls. I used to play with aeroplanes. I was a tomboy. But I just was, I was fascinated by the whole kind of, you know, silver tube, 30,000 feet up, flying, you know, excuse me, that wasn't me. <laughs> Somebody sneezing in the background. Oh, Barry. Sorry. <laughs> Time as well. Uh, so, uh, so uh, um, uh, your hobby is aeroplane spotting. Yes. I'd probably say nature. Ooh. Being around nature, the animals and the plant life and stuff like that. I love being tree hugging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that, curiously, <laughs> and with the aeroplanes. Um, okay, your favourite place in the UK? Oh God. I'd have to say where we live. Folkestone. Yeah. Going down the sea because we're so close to the sea, we can see France on a really clear day, and then two minutes later we're in the countryside. So we've got the best of both worlds. Favourite place in the world? Wow. That I've been to? I'd say Australia. Okay. Why? Because it's, it's so vast and it's, it's, it's so modern, but it's so old fashioned as well. You've got the Aboriginal side of life. And you've got the, the modern beach dwellers as well, and it's just nice and warm as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, with you on that, what about yourself? Um, this is really sad, but one of my favourite places in the UK is Slough. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Slough, but my face did fall. <laughs> um, and in particular, <laughs> we're Sloughists, pro Slough. In particular, my friend's house where we go and we literally just have such a great time. We turn off social media and we chill out and we have giggles and talk about loads of geeky stuff. I think you need Gorgeous. to give them a quick shout out. Yeah, my friend Vic Hockey, so 
still check them out. Um, and in the world, I would say uh, Kuramathi, which is in the Maldives. Okay. There is a stretch of beach there where Barry and I celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary and got oh. remarried. And it was just the perfect location. I've got another place, can I say it? Yeah. Top of Whistler Mountain. Oh, wow. On the top cute. of the mountains where you look down and just look at life going on below you. And it's just like, yeah, it's like being up in a plane. Makes your problems go like, so and your people on terra firma up there, that's like, it. Playing it, slightly detached, but even more perspective. That's beautiful. I've never been up there. That's a nice oh, recommendation. Amazing. Okay, thing you spend most money on? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yes. <laughs> Too right. <laughs> what that's like. Any takers? <laughs> what sorts of things does he treat you with? Um, I, I love Kat Von D makeup. Okay. I just I love it. I was glow. Yeah, so I, I do love Kat Von D makeup, so I do spend maybe a little bit too much money on that. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to find in your Christmas stocking? A winning lottery ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, this is really... This is really sad. I don't want to get like I would love to find my little cat Giles that we lost last year. Mm. That's what I would love. Like if it's like, oh, that would be my Christmas stocking. And these are not little cats. These are main coos. Yeah, <laughs> these are cats that like donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've seen them. Not your cats, but I've seen what they be. Does that come from a human cat? Hey, the big boys. Nine and a half kilos. Just contact these guys and ask them to send a picture of your biggest boy. Amazing. He's like lion. Beautiful. Gorgeous to hug. End this sentence for me. New Year is to bring me happiness. Love. History or future? Future. History. Because I think we can learn a lot from history. Good answers. <laughs> coast or country? Coast. coast. Gotta be coast. Yeah. coast. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. <laughs> what do you both do that's free and you love? Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. um, you don't have to. Can you can share with us? Walk. Just friends. <laughs> I think walking is a big thing for us. Whenever we're feeling stressed or we got this yeah. going on, we get out and we go for a walk yeah. and we just air our, air our shit to the world. Yeah. And then we'll get rid of it. I'm yeah. with you on that. That's the one. If I, I was asked that question, what do you do that's free and you love? And it's just a podcast or something yeah. else. Mm. Amazing. Just a nice sturdy pair of feet. Sturdy boots. <laughs> and, and get out. Yeah. Wrap up the nose and it's free and it's just priceless. Yeah. Maybe we shall share a walk if I come and visit down the south That'd coast awesome. sometime soon. I would really oh, love that'd that. Be fantastic. Mm. And I want to say a huge thank you. No, thank um, you very much. Thank you. Uh, for joining me on Talks today. Yeah. Give hugs, please. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. Thank you, my love. It's so lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to you lot. Thanks See for you guys. Contact these guys. Hope you liked that, guys. It was a, it was great fun actually to meet up with Jets or Diane. And um, if you want to find out more what Jets up to, I keep calling her Jet. Diane's up to. You can check her out on Facebook, which is Jet Loves. 
You can check her out on Instagram at JetLoves, or if you want to tweet her on Twitter, that's Jet underscore Loves. So thanks for watching, guys. Really appreciate it. You can check us out on Facebook on uh, Rock Solid Health. You can check us out on YouTube, which is Rock Solid for Life TV. Um, or you can just come and check us out on Instagram, which is Rock Solid. Have a great day, guys. Take care. See you later. Have a good one. Bye.